Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, in addition, who doesn't identify as a lady or a gentleman, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Max, and this is David. We've just watched our first Europa League Thursday in three weeks, and it was a pleasure to return to that great field of battle, uh, where we witnessed many examples of good football, and some less so. I kind of lost it there at the end. And that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Check back in later. Um, Some soccer happened, right? Yeah. You know what getting through match week three means? Halfway point. Halfway point. Well, almost. One game short of the halfway point because Arsenal and PSV PSV still need to play. Which, by the way, could be a cracker, that game. The way those teams are looking right now. Um, But speaking of them, let's start with 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 their group. Um... Group A saw PSV defeat Zurich 5-1 in Switzerland and Arsenal take care of business at home 3-0 against Bodo Glimt. That leaves Arsenal top of the table through two games played, six points. PSV in second with four. Bodo Glimt with four as well um, on lesser goal differential and with three games played. And Zurich sits rock bottom with none. Serious, you're going to have to pick where you got to go. All right, buddy. Either go up. Oh, no. The dog is trying to interrupt the podcast today, um, unfortunately. Um, so if you hear some squeaking toys in the background, um, I wasn't able to take it out in post. That was a bone <laughs> that just landed hard on the wood floor in the hallway. Um, you think it's annoying to your ears? Imagine being our downstairs neighbor right now. <laughs> they have a baby. Yeah. Uh, it's like one year old. Um, anyway, so Zurich won five PSV. We thought this would be an ugly one, and it was. Yeah, kind of split it's our... the story there. Kind of split our predictions. You know, I thought it'd be 5-2. You had 4 nothing, 5-1. Bit of both. Uh, I don't want you to look at the scoreline and think that the game was one-sided because it was more than one-sided. That's how good PSV were today. They blew Zurich out of the water. It, it was did. never close. It was not. Yeah. Zurich are just really fucking bad this season. They're bad at, in every competition, too. Yeah. They're, They're bottom of the Swiss the, League, as we mentioned before earlier this week. Um, they've already got one manager sacked. Yeah. Um, Second one might not be there very long. And to make matters worse, they have to go to Eindhoven next week to do it all over again. Um, so in other news, Arsenal three, photo glimpse nil at the Etihad, which is in Manchester. This was at the Emirates, but you can see my confusion as they're both, (laughs) as they're both Middle Eastern, uh, Middle Eastern, uh, businesses and, airline sort of because arsenal <laughs> are just as big sellouts as man city not yet yeah. but you know to, to gary neville they are because of their weren't they American wearing owners. weren't they wearing rwanda stuff well rwanda was engaged in a genocide possibly i think they were visit rwanda yeah <laughs> yeah well whatever uh what are you gonna do you know um arsenal this one also went about how i think we thought uh at least me um i don't really have a lot to say here either arsenal did pretty much what i figured um, for us American fans, uh, Matt Turner got his second Arsenal start. Yeah, he was, he had a good save. And he had a, he had a pretty run of the mill clean sheet other than one really excellent save he made down, uh, to his right. I'm looking at the stats right now yeah. and it says Bodo Glimp don't have a shot on target, but that, Matt Turner clearly had a save. A we watched target, yeah. him save this ball that we was clearly it. on target. I don't know what that's about. So, uh, but yeah, Arsenal three point. 2xG, basically, 18 shots, 7 on target. Um, they deserved the 3-0 win. 
Uh, they did the thing they've been doing where they rotate in some of their fun young mm-hmm. players. Uh, Enketia scored. Fabio Vieira scored. Uh, Marquinhos was also solid again. Mm-hmm. Um, Boda weren't terrible, I don't think. Um, no, they, they had just a couple weren't. Of good spells of possession, maybe, but mm-hmm. they didn't. You know, maybe they can offer a little more up in up in Norway. Going home might be a little more frustrating for Arsenal. Right. But today was their day. They were really good today. Very promising if you're an Arsenal fan. Uh, group B sees Fenerbahce and Ren now atop at seven points apiece. AEK Lenarco with three. Dinamo Kiev with none. Fenerbahce two. AEK nil. In Turkey today, um, saw a goal from Bacuay uh, in the 26th minute. Um, what, you look confused. No, I'm sorry, I thought I heard a ringing sound going. <laughs> I was, sorry. Maybe you're concussed, like Tua. Yeah. Um, Can we restart from the start of the Fenerbahce one? Yeah. Okay. Bacuay. Yeah, Bacuay uh, found the opening goal. He kind of got, got a through ball uh, that beat kind of a higher line situation. Uh, it was in behind for the opener. It looked like it might have been offside. It wasn't. Fenerbahce don't really look back from there. They control the game. They finally they push for that second and finally get it through an own goal in the 80th. But uh, never really felt like AEK was threatening here. Um, just five shots for, for the Cypriots. Um Pretty another cut, kind of run of the mill, cut and dry. Yeah, two result. nothing felt very fair. Yeah, Fenerbahce were the better team. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good. Um, we should move on to Ren taking yeah. down Kiev two to one in France. Martin Terrier with a wonderful goal to start things off. Really tidy finish into the top right corner uh, after receiving a great pass, and then Victor Sin Sigana Sigankov. I'm so bad with Ukrainian names; that it's bad. insane. Uh, he equalized not that long afterwards, and it was a really, really tough game from there on out. But Ren find the winner. Desiree Du in the 89th minute sends him home with three points. And it was a really tough one for Kiev, who had done so well to hold on to a result for the long, for for the entire second half. But um, I'm not positive which defender it was. It might have either been Popov or Dubinchak, who uh, receives the ball in build up from the goalkeeper. Um, and they pass around the back, but instead of, um, they didn't really have an option, either laying back to the goalkeeper or going long himself, he tries to sort of chip something, um, over the press and it's an easy interception. Uh, Due has pretty much no resistance that from there on into the box finishes bottom right corner game over. It's a bit of a, it's a disappointment. It's a sad way to lose a game, especially when you have no points in the group mm-hmm. that would have given them a bit of a lifeline to at least finish third. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be tough, tough for here on out for the for the Ukrainians. Yeah, at least it gives them a little bit of confidence knowing they can play with Ren going back home. Mm-hmm. You know, having that game next week, quick turnaround, you have to feel like, okay, we should have had a draw here. We can get at least a draw, get at least a point on the board in this fourth game. Yeah, but they might need more than that. Yeah, if they want to get third and move yeah. on to the conference league. They're in a tough spot now. Speaking of the conference league, Roma. Oh, and their eventual trip in, down to in it. In Group C, yeah, going for the back-to-back titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost two-one to Betis uh, at the in uh, in Rome today. Um, that leaves them third in the group with just three points after three matches. Real Betis uh, with nine. Uh, perfect start for them, and Ludogorets have four, leaving HJK Helsinki which is, I don't need to say Helsinki twice, mm-hmm. in last with just a single point. Um, as we said, Betis takes down Roma, 
kind of a last another last minute winner here. Um, this was an interesting and kind of I don't want to say high octane, but a bit dramatic. Yeah. But it never felt um, never felt like quite rhythmic or like mm-hmm. no, I don't feel like the level of it was of, a, of it, passages of play weren't sustained in the way that I might have wanted. It's also a really chippy game, which I think fed chippy, into yeah. that. There was a lot little of little stop start, a lot of little niggling fouls, a lot of kind of borderline cheap shots taken from both teams to just break up play when they wanted to and mm-hmm. just a lot of fouls in that one that made it not as fun to watch as it could have been but still not a terrible game to go back and watch again um roma struck first with the penalty kick from dabala after a there was some talk about it being a controversial handball but that's just because people are upset with the rules it's, an, it's unfortunate, a very, yeah. uh, it's an unfortunate position for the defender. To it's be a in, very clear it, penalty. I think his yeah. arm's pretty far away from his body, but he doesn't have a ton of time to move it away after it deflects off a head on a corner. Right. And he just kind of gets caught in a bad spot there. And also, I think the timing of it, it got, you know, it wasn't caught right away, but sent down from VAR. Mm-hmm. So tough there, break for Betis, but they responded. And Guido Rodriguez, uh, sorry, not, yeah, Guido Rodriguez scored. The first goal for Betis, it was a wonderful shot. Yeah, just from just outside the box. Really powerful, low left line. corner. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's been everybody's names recently and over the international break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Betis got the winner through Luis Enrique in the last, near yeah, the last second of the game. I wouldn't say it was like a smash and grab, but it was, both teams seemed to have, especially at least Betis, seemed to have settled a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, especially from the visitors. Um, but... I sort of stumble into a fantastic winner. Um, it's, a, it's a deep ball from the flank with really only Enrique to aim at. Um, and he rises sort of awkwardly. Yeah, it kind of looks like Spinazzola's marking him. It almost looks like Spinazzola's trying to wheel off the play thinking mm-hmm. that there's no way Enrique can get to that. I think he might have misread that ball. Because mm-hmm. he looks like he's blown off to try to catch it after it goes past him and then create a fast break opportunity. Mm-hmm. But Enrique does a great job getting his yeah, head to he that. Gets the head, he gets his head to it and loops it over Patricio into the the power and the placement the opposite, there is... to the opposite post. Yeah, I mean, it's very impressive to get that much power on that with it's sort of a looping cross. I don't know how he does that, but it's a great winner mm-hmm. um, and puts Roma in a pretty tough position in this group now. Um, mm-hmm. They're you know they're still very much in the hunt for second with only a point behind Ludigorets. Um Yeah, who and... did them a favor today? By, well, uh, uh, before we move on, I just want to yeah. say this one quote from Jose Mourinho, because we oh, didn't Jose. talk about the Zaniola red card toward the end, which mm, right. he got for kicking out at a player, which I understand he's frustrated with the way that Betis were playing after they took the lead. Yeah, they did some, there was a, in general, a lot of shithousery in this game. Yes. Betis, the last couple of minutes, did a, did really a fine job <laughs> of, uh, of, of killing off. Full Jose, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Luis. He didn't like a taste of his own medicine. Luis Felipe looking like. He's clearly faking a head injury for like a minute and a half. Yeah, and then he didn't like a taste of his own medicine. Players laying on a ball. But Zaniolo, obviously you can't kick players, no matter yeah. how frustrated you are. So he got a red card for that. After the game, Jose I think you, said... I think you should be allowed to get one kick per game. When you're but it, I think it has to be specific players. There should be a list of three players on the opposing team sure. you're allowed to kick. You're allowed like, to kick. Yeah. You have to choose them before the game, though. Sure, sure. Uh, Jose said, I didn't see the incident on Zaniolo's red, but he probably did something. <laughs> And, you know, that's violent conduct. He's probably done for the group stage. Oof. Yeah. Which might Huge be a blessing loss. in disguise for Roma, actually. He's been pretty bad. Yeah. But that's, that's that's so stupid. It'll be interesting to see how they come out. Jose has a funny line between, like, 
being totally in a bubble about his opinions and like can't seem to see he like thinks he's being treated unfairly all the time to being like surprisingly lucid about these sorts of things like i never quite know when it's gonna be either i don't know mm. when he's gonna whine and when he's gonna be like poetic or and like i don't know he's weird uh hjk steals a point off ludogorets in helsinki mm-hmm. um ludogorets were could have gone three points clear of Roma in second. Instead, uh, held to a draw. And you know what? It was, at the very least, deserved by Helsinki. They played well. Yeah. Uh, they out-XG'd Ludogorets slightly, ever so slightly. And frankly, if anything, they probably deserved the three points on the balance of play more than Ludogorets would. Um, so a draw is probably about the right result here. Yeah, um, and it's that artificial turf at it again. Came back, came in to play finally. Again. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking at this group now that we're halfway through, Batista are clearly coming out of this group. There's yeah. no way they don't. Probably is. But worse. do you think Ludogorets can hold off Roma at the end here? So let's just go through a hypothetical really quick. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, Roma lose in Spain next week, and Ludogorets beat HJK at home. Right, puts them four clear with two to go. Basically, then, it's up to Roma to beat Ludogorets and hope for Betis on the last day, having already clinched. Roma in, in... Roma play HJK in the fourth game week. So the fourth oh, game why? week, that's just the way it's scheduled. They you always play the reverse fixture. Yeah, they played Ludogorets in the first one. Yeah, but they always play... No, because 1-2-3, 3-2-1. Reverse... Three, three, yeah, so they play Betis next week. Oh, sorry, I meant in the fifth. In the fifth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. So that would make for an interesting... Yeah, say they you know, they have six points, Ludogorets is on seven going into the final day. That would be, a, and especially away from home. That'd be oh, very, last game's in Roma. They lost in oh, in Bulgaria. Okay, that so. would be a very interesting... That would be, a, you know, you never know at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludogorets has proven to be pretty uh, competent. They gave Betis a little bit of trouble, too, in Spain, so they're not, like, yeah. you know... So basically, Roma getting a result at... Betis would go a long way next week. Yeah, them being okay. Even a draw, I think, would, would be restore enough. a lot yeah. of confidence. I was going to go ahead and group, assume but... that Ludogorets win in Bulgaria next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not happen because the Europa League, but it puts yeah. them on seven. Yeah. Um, but then if Roma get that draw against Betis, that keeps the pressure on Betis a little bit to go mm-hmm. out and play a full strength squad against Ludogorets. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, Betis are through. Yeah. So in Betis first. against Ludogorets. If you're running out a fully rotated squad, mm-hmm. guys who maybe haven't played together a ton, might not have even played much this season at all. Yeah. Against Ludogorets, that could be a recipe so for disaster. They put themselves in a risky position. They'll probably mm-hmm. still just do it, but you never know. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Group D. Um, that saw Braga lose at home to Union Saint Gilloise, mm-hmm. and uh, Union Berlin finally get their first win of their Europa League campaign in history. Never had, never done it before. No Europa League Ooh. first win. Congratulations. Congratulations. Over Malmo in Sweden. That leaves St. Gilles on top of the group. Perfect through three with nine points. Braga with six. Berlin with three. Malmo with nil. So let's go to Braga one to St. Gilles. All right. Yeah, this game, Braga came out really quickly in the second half and scored with an Abel Ruiz goal that when that went in, I was sitting there I'm like, okay, so Braga are going to win this didn't feel like a game that had a lot of goals in it it felt like it was going to be a one nothing maybe a two nothing result but toward the end of the game Sanjo was really kicked on from there yeah 86 minute Gustav Nielsen scored tied up and then in the 90th scored again 
And uh, and the stats say it was probably deserved. Mm-hmm. They, I'd say the first half was a little underwhelming from both sides, but uh, Sancho Wells goes on to uh, pretty much double the uh, the the XG of Braga, outshoot them, outshoot them on target, and you know outgoals them. <laughs> most importantly, yeah, one of the more exciting endings. Um, you know, they Sancho Wells was pushing and pushing for for quite a while after that. Abel Ruiz goal, but then Ruiz was almost in on a brace. He was in on a 1v1 goalkeeper, Anthony Morris, who I believe is Luxembourgian, um, possibly, made a made a really big save. Um, and then they finally, they got that deserved breakthrough in the 86th after tons of chances that you know, there was a lot of, like, crosses into the box that, you know, they were, they were if anyone gets onto them, they're just tap-ins and they're just missing targets. A couple of saves. Finally, um... After uh, I lost my place. Oh man, um, embarrassing. Finally, in the breakthrough, this eighty-seven, uh, sub Simon and Dingra chipped the ball from close range over defenders into the box, and fellow sub Gustav Nilsson received with a depth first touch buries the ball in the opposite corner with the second. Um, but then the surprise winner came just minutes later. Um, the keeper punches away sort of a weak header. Um, it lands right at the feet of Adingra, uh, the man of the match, I would think. Um, 15 yards out, he sort of lashes at it. He could say this is a lovely assist, but he definitely just hacks at it and misses. But it falls at Nilsson again, whose attempt is blocked in front of goal, but it bounces back to him and then works its way into the goal. For a dramatic winner, two substitutes do it for the Belgians, um, and the manager looks like a genius. Uh, probably just about fair. Yeah. Probably is a genius. Uh, yeah, USG finds themselves in command of the group now, um, needing just to draw at home next week against Braga to really, to uh, to you know be odds-on favorites to mm-hmm. to win the group. Yeah. Good for them. Um, speaking of things being good for people and stuff, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. You know, it was bad for Union Berlin and stuff. Uh, not yeah. But Schaefer's red in the forty-first, forty-fifth. Really minute. bad. It uh. looked like we were going down the same path with Union Berlin again. Um, with a pretty like tepid first half from both sides, not a lot of chances, mm-hmm. and then Andres Schaefer has the ball at about midfield, um, in possession, and I don't even know how to describe what happens. He like the ball like escapes him and he sort of back heels it, but not on purpose. Like it's <laughs> yeah. clearly an accidental yeah. touch, and it's just it's like something like a middle shoots, schooler would do. Yeah, shoots the ball yeah. back a few yards and can't go get it. It's picked up by the Malmo attacker and Schaefer. Kind of grabs him, clinical foul, but he's the last man. Nobody behind him. That was right before half, too. And you think, well, well, fuck. There goes their Europa League hopes. And then in the second half, they start really playing pretty well. Um, However, it's interrupted by some unfortunate fan behavior in which uh, a Union Union fan throws a flare onto the field from the away end, um, inciting anger from the Malmo fans who then throw flares yeah. onto the field. That looks game like, had to be suspended for at least 25 minutes. Yeah, it looks like Union fans threw something at Malmo fans as well. One mm-hmm. of those like kind of like shocker firecrackers. Uh, and what was that? That big, that big smoke that's, bomb? That's what I'm talking about because it did a little oh, like... Oh, that came from the Malmo side. No, that came from the okay. Union side. Yeah, it was a good video. Well, not a good video. It's an mm-hmm. unfortunate video. But one that came out afterwards that shows it coming from there. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there wasn't... That, that was a bad segment there it was if it went on any if it happened again the game match would have been abandoned at nil nil i think um 
but Union fans should be feel very grateful that it didn't because as soon as they restart, um, Becker, continuing his terrific form, uh, puts them ahead one nil, down a man, um, and they end up out shooting, uh, Mamo somehow nineteen to seven, with a double the xG, and uh, not an impressive performance from the struggling Swedes. Um, and they Union, look really out of their depth in this group yeah, right now. Yeah, they do. And Union just about holds on um, to keep their to keep their hopes alive of advancing uh, in the competition. Yeah. Do you think they can? Yeah, I mean, if they beat Malmo, if they beat Malmo at home, I'll have to around six points. Um, they'll they, they won't be further than three points behind in second place. Like, yeah. Possibly less if Braga doesn't win. So then it's just going to come down to whether they can get results in the last two games. Mm-hmm. They get Braga at home. Um, so we'll see. Um, let's move on to Group, group E. e. Um, Ammonia 2, 3, Manchester United, and Sheriff nil, Sociedad 2. Putting Sheriff top of the group with 9, United in second with 6, Sheriff with 3, Ammonia with nil. Mm. Uh, so yeah, let's go to let's go to Cyprus. Yeah, Ammonia put in a really strong performance against United. They almost stole it at the end there, but they weren't able to hold in. And they got the first goal in this one actually in the first half. It was Ansari Fard, I think is how you say his Something name. Something like that. Uh, it was him in the thirty fourth minute. They went into halftime up one nothing, and and Hag was it was off a of Manchester United corner. Oh, yeah. The ball sort of falls back to Malasia. Uh, in the uh, still in the ammonia half, he sort of gets double teamed, easily dispossessed, um, and off the resulting counter attack, ammonia takes the one nil lead into halftime. Um, but uh, Ten Hag makes a couple of substitutions. He hooks Sancho for Rashford and Malasia for Shaw. Um, he soon brings on Martial as well. Um, for uh, I don't remember who. But it makes a very quick difference. They they're clearly been yelled at at halftime. Yeah. Um, they come out and fix some of their wrongs. Uh, Rashford uh, equalizes in the fifty third. Martial puts them ahead uh, for good in the sixty third, and then um, a little bit later, Ronaldo misses a huge chance for a third, continuing his terrible form this year. Uh, Dallo rolls it to him square, like five yards out maybe mm-hmm. and he surely has to score his post <laughs> oh it was really sad oh it's so funny they were really trying to feed him because there's another one where i believe it was rashford yeah, should have just shot yeah yeah rashford also in a shooting position tries to lay it off mm-hmm. to ronaldo and just puts a little too much mustard on it yeah. so ronaldo can't get there and you're like i know he's going for a milestone i don't remember yeah. which one this 700. is i thought he already had seven i thought that's what they were saying is it the game, though. okay I, it's some milestone that he was going yeah, for yeah and he, they were really forcing him. They could have had a few more goals yeah. and put this away a and little earlier. So, but... And he's just so impotent right now. Like yeah. watching him like scream and, and for Portugal too in the international break. Mm-hmm. Watching him like s- scream in the air in frustration, like Dean Henderson letting in his fourth goal, <laughs> is like is so brings great joy to me. Um, and you know what? It almost cost them trying to feed Ronaldo too yeah. because Ammonia just a minute after Rashford's third. Yeah. Or sorry, Rashford's his second, second. United's, United's third. third. Yeah. Just a minute later, um, Nicolas Panayotu uh, nailed it ish. Uh, it's home. Ammonia's second, and all of a sudden they're down one again. And mm-hmm. um, you know, do hold on. Um, yeah. But Ammonia had a couple, not good chances, but a mm-hmm. couple like half chances to get 
another third goal and really make United <laughs> rue the day, but yeah. they, they could not. So. United did have three plus XG in this game. They should have won. They did, but um, yet another reminder that none of us need that United are uh, not comfortable at yeah. any <laughs> really any stage in games right now and are will continue to be vulnerable in this competition. I think you have to be worried about their defense in this competition because definitely because you know Tamon wants to rotate a little bit, yeah. right? And Ammonia didn't have a ton of the ball, but they no. still scored two goals from not that many chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and had they created team. they created good chances. Yeah, That's what right. I'm saying. It's like they didn't have a ton of chances, but when they did, they were high quality chances because United defense is really struggling out there you tried yeah. rotating Lindelof in today and he didn't look great Malasia uh, had a terrible though, game isn't but... it, that he rotated Lindelof over Maguire mm-hmm. uh yeah. Ten Hogs is like on a single single minded mission to keep Maguire out of the starting lineup of the England as, squad in the World Cup as he should. <laughs> uh yeah so let's move on to group well, we didn't even talk about Sociedad being Sheriff. Let's move which... on to Sociedad Sheriff is what I said. Yeah, I mean, the David Silva goal is really the David only Silva, thing. David Silva, Almago. It's the only thing we have to talk about Almago, in this game. Almago, the Mercurials, David Silva. It's so good to see. I don't get to see him, like, every week like I used to, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially because he doesn't, can't, he's not fit enough to play every week yeah. at his age. But um, he had a lovely, would you, was it a volley? Was it a half volley? What would you call that? It's half volley. Yeah, like, it's it? not. I wouldn't call it a full volley. But was it? It was off the volley, wasn't it? Was it? A half volley has to be off the ground. Yeah. Did it but bounce like, or was it straight from the air? I don't think it was straight from the air. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway. I think it. Was, it I think it took a couple bounces before it yeah. got to him. I think he hits it left footed into the top corner though, right? He does, and it was. It's so nice. There's no oh. way any keeper is saving that. Right, and, and we were talking on Wednesday about how. Uh, uh, I at least was a little bit worried about Sociedad's creation um, against a really stout defense in Tiraspol here, um, but they uh, I was proven wrong because of someone of a lovely soul like David Silva who uh, broke through in the fifty third, um, saving them the struggle of finding a higher yeah. XG opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Artiz Alustondo uh, put it away in the sixty second. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. Um, not a ton of chances for Sheriff. Yeah. Although they did outshoot Sociedad technically. Relatively dull affair, I yeah. would say. Outside As are of, most Sheriff games these yeah, days. Outside of the one moment of magic. Um, yeah, Group F. Um, we had a nil-nil draw between Sturm, Graz, and Lazio, and a 2-2 draw between Michelin and Feyenoord. That leaves us with a four-way tie on points in mm-hmm. this group. That's right, four. Everyone's on four points. Feyenoord's in first, plus four goal differential. Michelin in second. Plus three, Lazio minus two in third. Stream Grau's rock bottom with minus five because of the now infamous oh, Stream Grau's massacre of yeah. 2022. Um, but let's start with Stream Grau's because that's a little harsh on them, that goal differential. They've been quite good other than that game, yeah. both in the league and this tournament. Um, they held Lazio to a draw. They just about out XG'd them. Mm-hmm. and outshot them, which not super meaningful in this case. Yeah, I think um, the XG might be a little misleading in this case yeah. because Lazio had two or three kind of scrambles right in front of the goal where they just weren't able to get they couldn't quite a shot off. They couldn't quite connect chances today. Yeah. Um, and Sturm Graz, well, I think they played very well today and deserved, I think, a draw. I think it's fair. I don't, yeah, it's not a bad result. Um, I think both teams would say they deserve to win this yeah. one. I think a point seems fair, and Sturm's main issue, I feel, was they weren't really able to get get opportunities inside the box they ended up 
taking shots just outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shots of which from were deep. terrible quality for you know players of that of this level, but um, they just couldn't quite. They had they forced a couple of decent saves, but they couldn't quite find the right balance. Um, yeah. Same on the other end with Lazio, they couldn't quite put the final pass together. Yeah, um, missed a lot of good kind of like through balls that were just a little in front of Immobile or just couldn't get a shot past a block. Uh, And then Immobile did score what they thought was the winner, ruled off sides, and I thought live, I was like, oh, there's no way that's even close. He had, Mm -hmm. by the time he got the ball, he had like 10 feet of space between him and the defender. But on the replay, it is inches between there. And it's a great call by the linesman to see it because he called it on the field too. Oh, wow. So really Amazing. good catch by him. Good eyesight. We love ref- We love referees. I love when referees do their we job really well. Um, but result is probably relatively fair. Yeah, I could have seen either team taking this one. It's interesting. Nil nil and the low XG numbers. I think don't mm-hmm. really do this game justice. No. This was one of the more interesting ones to watch today. Yeah. Um, Speaking of interesting to watch. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Michelin comes back from two nil down at home to Feyenoord to draw two two. Um, Desmond Tutu. Desmond Tutu. It, feel, it seemed like Feyenoord was kind of run away with this one early on. Two goals in the first half, including an Orkan Koku penalty. Which was some half. controversy. It was some controversy. I don't think that should have been a penalty. I think it looked a bad his call. hand was relatively in front of his face. There was a lot of those calls today um, mm. with handballs. Um, but Mitchell, and to their credit, even though they suck in the league right now, have proved very feisty. Yeah. Um, Remember, they beat Lazio last time out. They beat the crap out of Lazio Lazio. last time out. Um, And they fought back here. They got a goal in the 54th through Gustav Isaacson and Juninho, also the best free kick taker of all time. Not that one. Not that one. Uh, It's a different Juninho. equalizer in the 85th minute. Yeah, Evander's pass to set him up for that equalizer. Gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. But definitely, I think, a deserved comeback for Michelin. I thought they did a great job coming out with a different game plan in the second half and adjusting the way they needed Mm -hmm. to. They won XG. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely deserve this, um, and we continue to see a tale of two teams with the yeah. with this squad. This is going to be probably the best group in the Europa League to watch. This is going to be great. End. Yeah, anything could happen at this point. I still think looking at this with the fixtures ahead, I still think Feyenoord and Lazio are probably the teams coming out. Lazio get Michelin and Sturmgras at home right. in the reverses, and Feyenoord would, would get them through at this point. Yeah, and Feyenoord gets Michelin at home mm-hmm. and Lazio at home, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd still think the, the the cream would rise here. Yeah. Um, I think the home field advantage will play a factor, too. Mm-hmm. I'm also interested to see... I mean, the third place will be competitive, too. Both yeah. Sturmgras and Michelin have played uh, well enough to be worthy of you know advancing. To if I'm a Conference League team, I would not be yeah, I don't play the, the happy about facing those team, teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go to Group G now, mm-hmm. um, where... Freiburg defeated Nons 2-0. And Olympiakos no. lost to Karabag at home, like I fucking said. <laughs> but not, I did not think it would be 3-0. Mm-hmm. That leaves Feyenoord perfect with 9, Karabag in 2nd with 6, Nons with 3, Olympiakos with nothing. Nothing. Not a fucking nothing. Um, yeah, let's start, let's start in with... Germany, though. Uh, Freiburg were just better. Freiburg were better. I will say, Nons, at least for the first 20-30 minutes, mm-hmm. came out... Uh, pretty inspired they had a lot of the ball they were creating some stuff um nothing like you know crazy but nothing that you're sitting there like oh they'll rue that miss yeah, but i didn't really see nons the way they've been playing in the league like with 
as much of mm-hmm. a shout in this game. I thought Freiburg would take her best, and they did eventually, but um, they were maybe put on edge a little bit to start. Um, but in the second half, they really took control. Um, Daniel Kofi Kyre Kira Kira Kira. Uh, yeah, I've never said the name aloud before. Yeah. Uh, scored in the 48th minute. Vincenzo Grifo finished it off in the 72nd. Um, impressive for them who are not, you're not a European regular at this point. They're having um, a wonderful season. Yeah. Three from three here, but then tied in the Bundesliga, the tied on the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's impressive. You'd think it's like they might have slipped up at one, some point here, but they've been very composed. Um, always seem in control and they're well on their way to advance. You know who's not composed? Uh, Olympiacos. Olympiacos, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, they are in a bad spot now. They're in a bad spot. But They actually uh, had a first-half goal disallowed for Karabag as well mm-hmm. um, that seemed to confirm our fears, and it looked like they got off the hook. But then they didn't make up for it. They didn't, they didn't use their opportunity mm-hmm. um, and instead conceded thrice late in the second half, including one of the goals of the day, Karabag's third in the 86th. Ramiel Shadeve, 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 um, hit a volley on the right side of the box. Fucking screamed it into the top right hand corner. Oh, it was wonderful. Go check that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're super high on Carabag in this pod. I think they've guaranteed themselves at least conference league at this point. Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, and they're going to be in a good spot to maybe steal a Europa League qualification spot out of this. I guess. Yeah, I would knock out. I, I would back them over Nons right now. Although mm-hmm. they still have, do have to go to Nons. Yeah, that game's going to be um, really important. But they did if, play at Freiburg already, and mm-hmm. they did themselves proud in that game. Actually, yeah. they played quite well. And if they take this point, if they win at home against Olympiacos, you're on nine points, potentially mm-hmm. already six clear of Nantes if they lose to Freiburg mm-hmm. with a three head-to-head goal difference advantage on them. Mm-hmm. They'll be sitting pretty after next pretty, week if yeah. things go the way I think they will. Yeah. But... I seem to not be able to correctly predict anything involving Olympiacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm out. I'm, so I'm now out. that I'm predicting them to lose, they'll probably go and yeah, win. Yeah. I've been out on them, man. I, mean, I don't trust them. It's, uh, it's really shocking to see them this poor. I know. They've but... already had two managers uh, since mm-hmm. the summer. You know, they fired their manager of three years, won three consecutive league titles with them, fired him for some reason. Yeah. Brought in, uh, what's his name? Carlos Corbea, Corbeon. Corbeon. Yeah, yeah. and uh, fired him seven weeks. So this guy, this new guy, this poor new guy has only had two games so far, but I don't know how long you give him. Does yeah. he make it they to did, the World they Cup? They did win their league game, yeah, his yeah, first yeah. one. but Does he make it to the World Cup? I mean, uh, <laughs> not making it to the knockout stages, I'll tell you that much. All right, last group in the Europa League, Group H. This group got a lot tenser. Over group, the course of the day. This group had a lot going on. A lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monaco 3, 1 Trabzonspor, and Red Star Belgrade 4, 1 Ferencvaros. Two big home wins um, to uh, to drag each of them off of three points. Or, sorry, Monaco off of three points to six. Red Star off of none to three. Mm-hmm. Red Star still finds themselves bottom. Um, for, for head-to-head for behind Trabzonspor. Trabzonspor with three points. Monaco finds himself behind on head-to-head to finish Vados, both on six. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monaco took care of business against Trabzonspor today, partially because Maxi Gomez got himself a red Maxi card Gomez 11 minutes into the idiot. game. <laughs> I, what is he doing? <laughs> no idea. We were looking forward to maybe a pretty competitive even fixture here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Maxi Gomez goes and kicks him in the face. Yeah, for no reason. Like, he gets fouled. And he's just falling over, and then he's just like, oh, what sort if... Sort of rolling on his back. Let me just kick up. Knees are in you the know, air, yeah. yeah. He extends his knee, 
kick someone in the face. I don't remember what player it was. It was Bilan Bolo. It was a clear, Don't clear intentional, we too. Like yeah. How yeah. do you dislike Imbolo? He couldn't believe it, but... Um, I don't know how he was in disbelief. But it was completely a natural motion <laughs> and easy red card. Just and three minutes later... Bilan Bolo sets up Ben Yedder. Yeah, he so. squares it to Ben Yedder with a tap-in. Um, they didn't look back from there. They put uh, a couple more in. Travis Ford got a consolation goal, which is a really nice hit, actually, yeah. from Anast- Anastasios... Uh, Bacasetas. Bacasetas, yes. Uh, really nice goal. Uh, he's Greek, right? Uh, uh, some some Eastern some Mediterranean like that, country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game was over in the 11th minute. Um, Monaco had a 2.77 XG to 0.29. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 shots to 6. This was never close. That last goal, though, could be really important for potential tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. If Trabzon Sport are able to win the next leg at home. Mm-hmm. If they win that by 2, which isn't you know, crazy scoreline to win by, even if it's an upset, suddenly all those tiebreakers are back even, and you're just looking at goal difference. Yeah. Um, so. As we said, Red Star gets off the bottom. They smacked Finnish Vados yep. 4-1. Um, it started off, though, uh, with a penalty call, which Gwaylor uh, Kanga put it in the 27th minute, but it was a, possibly the worst call of the day. I, I mean, we disagree on why this call was incorrect, but we both agree that it was incorrect. Well, for one, we both agree it was the the hand was in a the arm was in a totally natural. Place. Yeah, it's a natural jumping motion. I thought he's not yeah. he's not making himself much bigger. It's right. It's there's no time to react. It's yeah. natural motion. Now, on the other a, hand, I felt it was pretty clearly uh, closer to the shoulder than it was the elbow. I disagree. Which is but the, the rule is like the sleeve line, and it was above the sleeve line, so it shouldn't have been given either. It was the harshest pen. The harshest pen I saw all day. Yeah, um, I I think the uh, really set them off on a bad foot, so that's unfortunate for them. I think the Michelin penalty they gave away to Feyenoord was harsher because I think that was hitting him in the face if it doesn't mm. hit his arm. But this that one, was that, that was the yeah, where it's he's going up like yeah, this yeah, and yeah. It hits him on the yeah. underside of the arm. I think arm. this one yeah. was worse, to be honest. I I disagree just because of where it hits him on the arm. I, I don't see how I don't. I think in it any hit. World, how that's a red card. I do or think it hit below card. the sleeve oh, that's line. A, that, that's a penalty for Red Star. Um, but yeah, after that it was. Goals, goals, goals. Goals, goals, um, goals. Couple, uh, and then including possibly the goal of the day, probably the goal of the day, from Kanga again on his brace. He's, I don't know how far he is, maybe 25 yards out or something. Just, he hits right-footed, um, and it looks like it's just going to be a good, difficult shot to tip over the bar until it takes like a Juninho like, left-to-right curve yeah. midair and like wobbles into the right corner over the keeper. Brilliant goal uh, to put him up. Um put him up 4-0 until a consolation goal for the Hungarians. You know Makes what, it 4-1. You know what I really want to be able to do mm. is to get the home radio feeds mm. for the calls for these because mm-hmm. you just know the Serbian reaction to this was insane. Out of control. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was out of control when he scored it because why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. But just being able to hear that would have been so nice. But yeah, this is a fun group. Anything could happen from here on out. Yeah. Totally wide open too. Mm-hmm. Um. That takes us into the Conference League. But before we get there, we're going to take a quick break so you oh, can hear are? from our sponsors. Okay. Are you saving us to go to the bathroom? Uh, nah, I just need to grab some water. <laughs> Moving on to the Conference League and Group A, where Bashakshi here leads with seven points. Ahead of Fiorentina with four, Hearts with three, and RFS with two. Uh, 
RFS got a surprise result uh, in Riga against Basakshi here today, um, holding them to a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive. Seems like the goalkeeper had a good day. Um, yeah. And Basakshi here will be quite disappointed, you'd think, that they missed a chance to basically seal their advance uh, advancement uh, into the knockout stage. Um, Erdogan will be disappointed. Yeah, this is not the first time that we're going to that we've mentioned RFS upsetting somebody from this group. Yeah, they took out, thing. pulled a draw with Fiorentina earlier. They also got a red card in the 70th minute and still managed to hold mm-hmm. on for over 20 minutes They can defend without a little him. bit, I guess. And uh, Steinbors has had himself quite the Europa League. He's looked mm-hmm. incredible pretty much every game. He's already 37. Mm-hmm. So he's really experienced and finally getting to show it off in front of everybody. It's a great story. See him go out there and shut down Besiktas, not Besiktas, Besiktas here and Fiorentina in the same group. A well, less good story, at least if you're Scottish. Hearts nil, Fiorentina three. Uh, this was ugly from the start. Fiorentina actually scored some goals. Yeah, and early. The, yeah, early, the fourth minute. A really nice girl also from Christian Kwame in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a um, little bicycle kick goal mm-hmm. for him, which it's kind of crazy that someone scored a bike and we're not even talking about it as one of the nicest goals yeah. of the day. It was a decent goal. Uh, capped off by a red card and by Lewis Nielsen in the second half. And uh, Jovic, he's third. Um, talk about the red card for a little bit because sure. so poor by Nielsen. I mean, he gets Bad. beat over the top on a goal kick, mm-hmm. right? So Which Already should just enough. never happen. Yeah. You should never let yourself get in that position. Jovic is trying to run onto the ball. He's clearly not going to get there. Yeah. And Nielsen decides to pull his shirt back. Yeah, really stupid. Like, it's one of the most obvious fouls you can have in that situation, too, because it's just blatant you when you see, see someone's shirt, shirt yeah. going a foot behind their back. Yeah, it was dumb. And it was so dumb. And then Jovic added a third in the 70th minute. Yeah. And, and kind of put the game away. Fiorentina Arts finally overperformed their XG. Three goals, 2.45 XG. You mean Fiorentina? Fiorentina finally overperformed their XG. Yeah. Hearts underperformed their XG, but, but not, not, by, not much. by much. Yeah, not by much. They only had four shots today. They just yeah. did not look good. Yeah, from it's, the start, yeah. yeah. They're but struggling. We should shout out Craig Gordon. Started today on the 20th anniversary of his debut for Hearts. Nice. Which is a nice story. You know, 39 now. Pretty nice. impressive career yeah. for him. This group could be over uh, by the time if Hearts loses and Fiorentina next week, which mm-hmm. they probably will. Yeah. Uh, not looking good. Yeah, Fiorentina have fixed themselves after putting themselves in a bad spot early mm-hmm. with this win. Definitely looks like they'll be coming out of this group now. Yeah. Group B, uh, Anderlecht nil, West Ham 1, and Silkeborg 5, Stout Bucharest nil. Wow. West Ham perfect with 9, Anderlecht with 4, Silkeborg with 3, Stout Bucharest with 1. Uh, Anderlecht kept it tight today for a while mm-hmm. against the Hammers um, until Skamaka finally found a 79th minute winner. This is despite West Ham having 2.64 XG today um, and a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I know West Ham fans will see Paqueta to Skamaka set up the goal and think, wow, this is it. This is the future. These are what these guys can do. It's a good sign. They still only scored one goal when they probably should have scored more than one against the way it looked They made it a little dicey for themselves. But Um, three uncomfortable wins from three, and West Ham are almost through now. mm Mm-hmm. Which is nice for them, because they can maybe work on their league form. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Silkeborg, as we mentioned, absolutely hammering style Bucharest in Denmark today. Um, goals in the third and seventh minute started them off um, before they eventually reached five. Um, 
on a 2XG to Dale Bucharest, <laughs> 0.22. Um, what an epic beatdown. I had Silkeborg winning this 2-1. <laughs> but... <laughs> but good lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, it must feel cathartic for them. They had... Their, their two losses were competitive um, and a little frustrating. So it must have felt good to really open the floodgates flood here. Um, and actually, they've put themselves in a, in a reasonable position now because, you know, come. if they can get another result against Bucharest, then it comes down to their matchups with Anderlecht, um, most likely. Um, but they're... Um, so, you know, and I think they played Anderlecht on the road. So anything is, anything is possible. Dream big. Dream yeah. big. Anderlecht will be going to Denmark mm-hmm. on the final match day. Yeah, could, could all come down to that for, one. Yeah. Um, so good for them. But the rest is all but <laughs> all but out unless they yeah. unless they pull a win in the reverse fixture and on you know then maybe then then maybe just yeah going to Romania is tough but after just winning five nothing you yeah. got to be feeling good about your chances. Yeah, that, uh, that was ugly from Bucharest. Yeah. Um, group C. Speaking of five nils. Yeah, Villarreal, another five niler against Austria Vienna to no one's surprise. Um, and Lech and Beersheva played to a nil-nil draw. Villarreal on nine, Lech Poznan on four, Beersheva on two, and Austria Vienna on one. Um, let's start with, let's start with the ones you club spotlighted. Uh, Austria Vienna. Austrian Vienna. Yeah, we were the a Wieners. little. Yeah, the Wieners. We were a little down on them. In the little, club spotlight, just a little. which felt bad, and you know, we were like, you know, maybe there is something, maybe there's a chance, and they looked really. Fun to be purple. Yeah, they looked really bad. Yeah. They are not the level of the right now. They're this not. was a dominant performance. Yeah, they're out top three xg today. Yeah, um, just cutting through them, like a lot of the goals were basically just there was like a sieve, you know, people yeah. just running through for fun. Um, that's yeah. basically how Morales. Got all got his three goals, a hat trick in twelve minutes in the second half. I know you put on here on the notes talking about their back line yeah. being so porous and bad. Yeah. It was the midfield too. It was yeah. the whole team just Villarreal just they play like a normal them. team for periods, and then all of a sudden, like for the second goal, like like VRL intercept and Dan Juma just yeah yes, it's nice footwork and a nice finish, but he just cuts through like half the team. Like yeah, put in a challenge, somebody just tackle him. Yeah, somebody, just foul him. Somebody needs a red card. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is exactly what we expected. It's exactly what happened. Alex Bana, nice goal for the first one. He's mm-hmm. an exciting player. You know, so Villarreal will be happy to see him on the score sheet, mm-hmm. building and, some confidence. Yeah, they look poised to win the group as planned. Black and Beersheva. Um. Bit of a surprising nil-nil, considering yeah. there are lots of chances in this game. Mm-hmm. The um, next next game of this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I wonder both if these teams should have scored today. Crack open, yeah. I thought Hopwell really had a good chance to win this one in the 81st minute. Wide open header, mm-hmm. right at the keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really challenge him. And final 10 minutes, though, where both teams were just time-wasting. looked like they accepted a draw. Interesting. Uh, yeah, this is interesting because next week... Uh, the game in Israel could be all to play for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um already hosted Villarreal, so they have to go to Spain. Um, and obviously the, the Austria-VN games will be huge, but it could be, a you know, if Lech can hold off Beersheba again and not get jumped, they'll be in really good play, position to come through in this group. Yeah, Austria, Lech do have to go to Austria though, right? So that could, yes. be, that could be a bit of a challenge. Well, Israel gets to host them, which mm-hmm. should be a pretty straightforward win for the Israelis. Mm-hmm. You'd expect the way Austria have been playing. Yeah. But it Hapo Beersheva's offense again 
you know, one goal so far yeah, in for the group stage, yeah. which was against Villarreal, who mm-hmm. seemed to be letting people score for fun most games. Unless it's Austria. Yeah. <laughs> but Lech put, what, three past them? So, yeah. you know, it's you have to be a little nervous if you're a Bisheva fan that you're going to get a goal mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to Group D, I think. We have Partizan and Nice tied atop the table. Five points each. Cole sitting in third now with only four points. And then Slovako bringing up the rear with one point. Slovako and Nice was the first game. This was at 1245. And Nice took home a one nothing win on the road. Yeah, nice are so fucking boring. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I don't even want to talk about them. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Slovako, okay. hey, at least Slovako were kind of competitive Pepe again. They scored whatever. I don't care. Slovako have lost every yeah. game by one. Yeah, no. Or, sorry, not every. They've been in every game. They drew a game. Yeah, two. lost Pukum by two. But well, Slovakia have been good. They've they been went in every from, game. And they went from like high scoring, crazy games to like parking the bus and being pretty effective at that too. Yeah. So I've been actually impressed with their performances in the group stage. Um, and you know they're not out of it yet, technically, mm-hmm. officially, but they are. Yeah, uh, they're kind of out of it. Meanwhile, Cologne nil one Partizan. Uh, Partizan jumps Cologne uh, all the way into first. Um, not and Cologne falls to third. Not mm. what they would have wanted at the start of the day. A bit of a surprise. A bit of a surprise say. here. Partizan played pretty well. Uh, both teams probably should have scored more than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Partizan was the more likely team to score another goal too. They had a mm-hmm. fair few good chances to add on. Yeah, when Cologne was chasing the game, they missed mm-hmm. so many good chances. Yeah, uh, Partizan scored early from a little indirect free kick that. Went down as an old goal for Luca Killian, but it's just it was a nice play by Partizan. It's not wasn't one of those like disastrous own goals. It just happened to come off of him last. Mm-hmm. Almost had a second in the forty first minute, but Schwaba kept Cole in it. He had a really strong hand there to keep that ball out of the net. And then I thought they should have had a handball penalty in the sixty first. Looked like it hit a hand. Looked pretty clear, but no review in the conference league. So VAR um, for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cologne would be super disappointed. Um, and now they got to go back to a tough place to play. Yeah. Um, and they're a little bit up against it now. They got to respond. Uh, group E, AZ, 3, 2, Apollo. Genie Pro 2, 2, Vaduce. Um, lots of goals in this one. Another Desmond 2, 2. AZ, perfect with 9. Genie Pro with 4. Vaduce with 2, not in last. And Apollo with 1. So, Alkmaar hosting Apollon, um, we thought this might be pretty cut and dry. wasn't so much. Mm-mm. Apollon continues their, or excuse me, AZ continues their uh, little bit uh, not terrific form. And they're, they're, none of the single games they've played have been excellent, but they have won all of them. They remind, It's a lot like watching West Ham in yeah. their group. They're both they're winning, but they're not winning comfortably. Mm-hmm. But it's a group stages. So, as long as you get through, yeah. that's what matters. And they are in a really really good spot to get through seven points up already yeah and this one got this one got a little spicy for them though they uh they went up one nil we're drawn level up two one drawn level um and both responses were fairly quick the first one only three minutes after the second one was eight or nine minutes after mm-hmm. and then Azed scored yep. third time and put yeah, it away Jesper carlson puts them up for good in the 85th uh, pretty dramatic. Uh, encouraging for Pollen, who have not started the like, group stage well at all, after being pretty strong in qualifying. 
have to say. Um, so maybe they have a little bit of hope left. They're only, you know they're three points off second, um, but you know they'll have to turn it around against AZ next week if they're going to want to do that. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. You maybe feel for a pollen here. They probably deserved. They probably deserved stealing a point. Yeah. Dnipro and Vaduz played to a two-two draw. This was another fun one. Vaduz continues to stupefy uh, and amaze. All the experts who refused to back Vaduz. Yeah. But then Where there's us. You? Then Where there's us. They? Where were they? Vaduz um, are actually leading for quite a bit of this game. They're for uh, you know a good like thirty minutes mm-hmm. in the in the second half after their forty seventh minute goal through Cedric Gasser. We're actually winning this game. Uh, they were in drawn back level. Um, but you know, never doubt them. Um, it's really hard to say what's going to happen between the t- games of any of these bottom three teams, Dini Pro, Vaduz, and Nath Pollen. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely have no idea. Yeah, it's going to be... At this point, I, who knows? Dini Pro have to go to Vaduz next week after mm-hmm. a disappointing draw. You know, it's drawn. one of the toughest places to play in Europe. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most intimidating atmospheres, I would say. But <laughs> <laughs> Widely known across the continent. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just tough for the Ukrainian teams when they're traveling though because they were talking about it before. Yeah, they had a hard time I think it was getting out of the country. Right? Yeah, I think it was Kiev. They were talking about yeah. it a lot in that game where they you know they fly. have to stay at the border in Ukraine uh-huh. for a while just to get into. They had to go to Slovakia, I believe, to then fly to Ren in that game. And uh-huh. you imagine something similar will happen. Yeah. For Dnipro they couldn't when they're fly out of Ukrainian airspace, they had to. Yeah. yeah they had to go to. A, Which yeah, that's yeah. why they had to wait at the border right. and physically cross it. Right. Which is just it's got to be stressful yeah. to be doing that. I, Imagine. Yeah. So. Um, but Dnipro looked really good recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's not like they looked bad in this game. Yeah. When you watch back with the highlights and everything, you mm-hmm. you're not watching saying, "Wow, these are two bad teams." You're saying these are two solid teams right. that play an even game. In, they are still in second. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just, they still have to fancy themselves to come it's out of this. It's still team. in their hands. Um, but, you know, and you, you, you really can't judge a game against Medusa. You know, it happens in like a pocket of space time that, that, that <laughs> is sort of separate. Yeah. It's an independent thing from the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. So, um, who knows what will happen next week? I have no idea. Um, so, Group F uh, Jurgarden went to Belgium and beat Ghent 1 0, and Molda. Did the customary three three nil shellac against Shamrock Rovers? Yeah, um, they're going to lose every road game three nil, aren't three they? Three or four nil, yeah. and they're going to draw or, or lose one nil at home. Yeah, uh, Garden tops the group with seven, Molda and Ghent on four, and Shamrock Rovers with the one point. Um, Ghent continues to disappoint. When although, the, when are they not disappointing in Europe though? This feels like every year they're one of the teams that you're like, oh, they're really struggling yeah. this year. Although, like to be fair, Jurgarden as you probably rightly predicted, we're definitely thinking about possibly about taking on the team right or tied Hocken, up on points yeah. in the table, which is Hawken. Um, they didn't seem to really bring a lot today. They only had 0.3 XG, five shots, but it was enough. Yeah, I do think a lot of that, they scored in the first half, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we're they focused sort of on just, back. yeah, let, let Gent have the ball, let Gent be ineffective. Mm-hmm. 15 shots and 0.86 XG, it just shows, it's statistical proof that the shots they were taking yeah. are not good shots. Yeah. You know, so Jurgens did a great job of keeping the back line steady together. Mm-hmm. Gent very rarely were able to breach them or get them in anything that wasn't a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know, they it's just, a smart game plan. Mm-hmm. Really, really well-coached team, mm-hmm. Jurgens are right now. 
Mm-hmm. And they're, they're uh, you know, one more good result away from maybe maybe being ready to qualify. Yeah, um, yeah they put themselves in a great position. Because yeah. now Ghent has to go to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they've all will already have played Hacken, so... Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they get to host Shamrock, don't they? I believe so. So that's pretty much a guaranteed three to put them on ten. <laughs> yeah. It's a guaranteed and they're plus almost three through. differential. Well, because that would put them on ten, which would probably see yeah, them through. Right. You know? Uh, Molda, uh, also, they kept it Everyone. alive, pushed themselves in a second with a 3-0 win. Um, not, no, no, if there's much you need to say about this. 28 shots to two tells the story. 2.2 XG to oh. Point oh eight. <laughs> yeah, tell the story. It's Shamrock. We're not going to score in this one. No. Uh, they done done it. Yeah. Um, enough enough said. Group G: Sivaspor three, Balkani four. What a game! The game Whoa. of the day. We'll get to it. Um, Savia Prague nil one. Cluj. Um, Balkani, Sivaspor, Savia Prague, Cluj. Top the group. Four points wow. apiece. That's uh, our second group of the day to do so. And you know what's even crazier? Mm. They're all on zero goal difference. That's wild. They're all exactly even on goal difference. That is fucking wild. Uh, Balkani, I believe, tops the group, right? By alphabetical. By or alpha- by goals. By it'll goals. be goal scored. <laughs> alphabetical. I wouldn't think I'd throw on alphabetical <laughs> order. That'd be so funny. On goals scored, which is yeah, seven. seven. Sivaspor on five. Slavia Prague on four. Cluj on uh, My two. mind saw Balkani on top. I was like, oh, it must still be ordered alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's, let's go back to Turkey here. Uh, Balkani getting a super dramatic 4-3 win over Sivaspor. It started right off the get-go. 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 35 seconds in, Frederick Ulvestad for Sivaspor puts this team ahead. Um, drawn back level in the 20 minute, 20th minute from Ahmed Tachi. Tachi? Tachi. 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 Uh, with an absolute stunner for Balkani. Um yeah, that it was, was a beautiful beauty. goal. Yeah, he curls it in the top corner from outside the box, but the spin he gets on it, it was like one of those like Brazilian free kicks from 2000 where it yeah. starts like 20 feet outside the box and curves in. That's a beauty. Uh, and then the Kosovoans went two goals to the good by mid-second half, and it looked like this might all be over. They might have big upset. You Not a big upset, but you know a little bit of an upset. I, th- I, would, I think it would count as yeah, a big upset. Look, I think this counts as a yeah. big upset. Uh, but... Balkani get lazy on defense. They don't mark uh, mm-hmm. on the right side of defense. Sivaspor get a pretty straightforward second to stay alive in the 75th. Two goals, most dangerous lead in sports. Oh, they chase the game. They attack the box. Keep around a couple of nice days. Mm-hmm. And then they did equalize the really long cross at the back post. Um, and it looks like they've done it. They've come back and salvaged, salvaged a result. But here come Balkani to take the points. A cutback sees the Sivisport defender almost hit the ball into his own net. Keeper makes a great stop. Unfortunately, it falls straight to Kresnicki for Balkani for a tap-in. And, you know, there was eight minutes of added time given even before these two goals, which both happened in extra time. Uh, the Sivisport won in the 92nd minute, Balkani winner in the 94th. So after that, there was still six minutes to play. Um, and in the 99th minute, Sivisport gets a free kick just outside the box, like literally a yard outside the box. Uh, it's a big chance. They hit it off the wall, bounces for a corner, and the ref blows for time. Mm-hmm. No time in the 100th minute um, for 
a corner. Obviously, Sivisport is mad, but when you concede four goals to a Kosovoan team mm-hmm. at home, do you really deserve a point? No, and I think if you go back and watch any of the game, the reaction of the Sivisport players mm-hmm. shows the disappointment in their own performance Indeed. more so than anger at the referee. They're not. There isn't eleven guys coming to charge the referee. There's maybe one or two. Yeah, but you know, everyone charges. Everyone has somebody charge the referee at the sure. end of the game. It feels like. Nowadays, but with those poor guys, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like most of the team are just so upset in themselves and disappointed in how they played, which mm. they should be. They should be. Shouldn't be losing a coast of teams. So the sport did win team. the XG battle by two point four to one point four, but you, when you're conceding four goals to Balkani again, yeah, what are you really and doing? And it's not. Yes, the uh, the Thaki the Tachi goal was Tachi. Tachi. It's just every time I visually see the name. Mm-hmm. I get confused with the actual pronunciation of it, but I know I it's... Think of yeah, I know it's Tachi, but even though his goal was crazy, the other Balkani goals weren't, Word, like, yeah. crazy finishes. They were no. well-worked. They were good goal. Like, yeah. I'm surprised it actually is as low as it is, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this might have been the game of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been the stone-cold lock of the week of the year. Game of the day year. That doesn't week, make sense. It doesn't have to. No one called it that. It doesn't have to. Um, what also didn't make sense to me is Slavia Prague losing at home to Cluj. I didn't see this one coming at all. Mm-mm. They did, you know, have all the ball, all the chances, pretty much. This was a smash and grab. This was a classic smash and grab. A smash and grab. A yeah. smash and grab. Which kind of feels like Cluj's best form of themselves in Europe. That's yeah. how they got their other point in this game, in this group, was mm-hmm. by kind of doing that by smashing but not grabbing yeah it's just they're better when they just shut up shop and make it a frustrating game and no one wants to watch it so i would expect them to try the same thing again and again and again three more times just try to frustrate grab a draw or point but Mm -hmm. or or a win but you told me at the start of 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 the group stage that slavia would be in third on four points i wouldn't have believed you because i'm like slavia should clearly be the strongest team in this group Mm-hmm. And so you have to feel a bit, be disappointed with where they are right now. Yeah. But again, it's all in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, they can take care of themselves. They're big boys. Um, but now they have to go to Romania, which can always be tough. Yeah. Yeah. In Romania is infamously tough to enter and exit. Yeah. Um, group H. The last group. Basel, nil. Slava and Bratislava, two. And Punic, two. Nil. Zagreus, that puts Basel and Punic atop the group. With six points apiece, Bratislava on four, and Zagreus weighs off of it with one. Um, so let's start in Switzerland, where Slavin Bratislava got a surprise win. You know, in a normal year, if we're talking about this, this may not shock us as much, mm-hmm. but because of how Bratislava played this year, um, we thought this was a sure thing for Basel. Especially at home for at Basel? Home, which was not. They no. had no shots on target. Yeah, They did have 19 shots. But none, none of them, them were on target. On target. Apparently. 19 shots in 0.7 XG. Mm. Yeah, bad ratio. Yeah. Uh, just a rough day for them and Slovak... Slovan. Slovak. Yeah. Slovak, though. Slovak, though. Yeah. Uh, they added goals 36th minute and then 45th minute. Uh, the first goal... I don't know what Basel defensively are doing. They fall asleep. It's... Uh, Pauschek. Sleeping is nice. And sleeping is nice, but really not nice when you're in the middle of the game. Yeah, fair enough. You know, Pauschek is... The only Bratislava player in the box. There might be another one hanging around, kind of toward the edge of it, but he's really the only guy. His thumbs. Yeah, he's really the only guy who can contest the ball here. And there's seven Basel defenders there. None of them are Which within. Count. 
Yes, I did. I paused it and counted the number of defenders in the box. None of them are close to him. He has at least three yards of space to just pick out and choose a header toward the goal and puts it in. It's a nice header. Nobody tracked him. Great cross from Chuck Tadze. Brutal. Who also set up the second one on a little counterattack and just slips his way through two Basel players, puts them both on the ground. Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. Really nice job there. And create a little two-on-two, lays it off to Kav. Kovrich, mm. who scores, but Kotterbach, the uh, Basel defender, just leaves way too much space to Kovrich. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of backed off of him and gives him time to, again, pick his spot, and puts his goalkeeper in a bad spot. Uh, but we should shout out Kavet- Chuck Vetadze. <laughs> wow, that's a tough name. Yeah. Another Georgian, 23-year-old midfielder. He was great today. Mm. Created both the goals. Deserves all the credit, I think, for the Slovan win. Mm-hmm. But Basel uh, didn't create much in the second half either. You're so in just... here next Kavara? Next Kavara? Could he be? Even though he's older? He is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, maybe Kavara's the next him. Uh, finally, today, as always, we wrap it up with Punic. Uh, <laughs> defeating Zalgiris 2-0. This time we're not going to ignore the game. Because we're not going to ignore the Punic game. Punic were pretty good. Punic were good. I, I, they were actually quite impressive today. Mm-hmm. They really bossed this one. We watched um, most of the first half on one of our screens, and they were dominating, I yeah, thought. Yeah, they looked really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, we seem to have underestimated them as a team coming into these group stages. Yeah, I think um, we both agreed Basel and Slovan Bratislava should yeah, come out of these I thought, groups. I actually and... thought Zal- I picked Zalgiris to come out of this group, to be honest really? with you. Yeah, I, in a second. I think I, would, I think I had Zalgiris I in liked fourth, what I saw from Zalgiris in the, in the Ludogorets leg of the mm-hmm. of the Europa League qualifications. Yeah. Um, and But they've kind of let me down so far. They haven't had a lot of teeth to them. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, they'll... They have wins over Zagros and Bratislava under the belt, Punic. And, you know, they might even feel... Well, draw from, against Bratislava, right? Right. Yeah. From what the... No, they won. They beat Bratislava. Oh, you're right. You're right. Six points. Um, yeah. yeah. They beat Bratislava in, in Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. I, I should know this I just offhand. paused because I, okay. I was like, is that a country? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you pause and I'm like, do you want me to double check that um, for you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but like watching Basil slip up today, I wonder if they're even like, well, shit, we can challenge for the top of this group, you know? Yeah. Um, so, fucking A. Yeah, they look really <laughs> good. And, you know, our, going to Armenia is a tough place mm-hmm. to go to. It's really far for most of these teams. But it's all great. It, I mean, it's far, but it's yeah. not like, it's not like coming from the Netherlands or from Spain all the way over there. It's, mm-hmm. One of Zalgiris's closer opponents, probably. Yeah. So it's still impressive that they're able to do this at home, just control teams the way they did. Only allowed 0.59 xg, so mm-hmm. Zalgiris never really looked like scoring in this. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, for them. Uh, oh, and Juninho scored. Juninho scored for two different teams while being retired. Incredible. That is impressive. Incredible. Best of the biz. Yeah. Um. So now you know what time it is. Oh, is it time for... Time for the breakdown. Ooh. That's the thing I'm trying. Okay. We need a tag for this bit. Yeah, we do. We definitely need a tag need for a this tag bit. For it. But... The breakdown. Uh, Are we going to get sued by Arnold Schwarzenegger for that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's clearly what you're doing. Uh, I was doing like a like a ESPN... Yeah, like no, but it, it came out... Breakdown. It comes out with a real Arnold <laughs> accent, though. Uh, Austrians on the mind. Uh, we'll start with the top kits of the day. Let's do it. And our nominees are going to be Quarabog's Away, Woo-hoo. Hearts is Home, mm-hmm. Kiev's Alternate, uh, PSV Away, and Freiburg's Home. Sweet. Um, PSV's is mostly just because the color is nice. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of complexity to it. 
I will say the the bit of trouble with this particular segment is that I'm running out of options. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone through most of we the really bad ones. We don't want to choose the same ones over and over again. Um, we'll say the hearts, the jam tarts have a lovely, lovely tone. It's unique, mm-hmm. which gets them points. Carabag again for the second straight week, impressing me, me with their very detailed uh, patterning um, and a really nice sort of like dark green color that I found pleasing. Kiev's alternate, um, I think, is their third strip, and it's got like a like a sash mm-hmm. across the yeah kind of paint yeah like with is, like yeah. little paint marks it's maybe a little excessive but the colors are so nice that they get away with it and i want to give out to shout out to freiburg because freiburg have year for years have had really terrible looking kits um with really no style sense or or clearly nobody's been consulted <laughs> um and this year they've gone with a really nice it's a it's a really lovely it's their just normal tone of bright red and it has these really thin uh, vertical white stripes. Um, and because of the degree of improvement that we've seen from them, I'm going to go ahead and give them a win. Okay. Yay! Woo! Exciting. What about your worst kits of the day? You have to choose from the West Ham third kits that they wore today. Mm. Red Star's home. And Partizan slash Sturmgraz's alternate because they're basically the same. Exactly thing. the same jersey. Yeah, Partizan and Sturmgraz just wore like plain black jerseys. And that's mm-hmm. it. Uh Red Star Home makes it on this list, an otherwise iconic jersey, because they have the largest gap uh, of the cutoff and the stripes for the sponsor that I've ever seen on jerseys. Yeah, it's in my huge. Life. It's terrible. And the West Ham third just doesn't look like it knows what it wants to be. Like, I can get behind something different and some patterning, but that look it up if you haven't seen it. It's white, mostly, but it has these weird sort of, like, fiery flame things on the belly. I don't know. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I always hate boring more than anything. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Partizan and Stormgrass alternates. Uh, do better. Nice. Add some fucking trim to your jerseys. <laughs> um, why don't we go to best fans of the day? All right. Uh, our options are Cologne mm-hmm. and Freiburg, because the Germans always show up. Always have good fans. Uh, Red Star, crazy fans. Photo Glimt away fans make it onto this list because of their turnout in London, uh, yeah. in North London. And Ammonia. Yeah, I mean, I thought Ammonia did a great job packing the stadium, but mm-hmm. they're also playing United. That's a yeah. big draw, Yeah, you know? So you I almost want to take some points off for that Yeah, you'd hope. because it's United. Yeah. And almost every team's going to sell out when they're you'd hope so. in town. Uh, Red Star just always have good home support. I wasn't surprised to see them And they were raucous today because they're, you know, they're winning. Yeah. So they don't have to do anything extra. No. Freiburg and Köln Germans mm-hmm. love the flag waving. The Freiburg fans were impressive today. They had really good. Quite the wall mm-hmm. going in the in the supporter section. But I think my vote's going to go to the Bodo Glimpse away fans. Hey, yeah, I love a, it. It's a big group of people yeah, for such a small, small town. town. Yeah. Far away. But it makes uh, me makes me wonder how many of them are from other parts of Norway. <laughs> well, I wonder how many of those were oh, or like expats. Yeah. Uh, like just, who were in England. Yeah. Uh, but and it was it was a great turnout nonetheless. Yeah. How about the worst fans of the day? Our options are Sivaspor. Okay. Nobody was at that game. No one. No Olda. way. Nobody was at that game. game. Monaco. Nobody. Nobody ever goes to those games. Yeah. And Union slash Malmo fans. Yeah, a bit of issues with that one. I think we mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But Flair thrown onto the field by Union fans. Almost hits a player. Mm. Has to stop the game. Malmo fans throw another Flair on the field because they're mad. Uh, and then it's not how you should handle your emotions I actually prefer th- it's better than how a lot of people handle their emotions so throw something on fire onto a empty field better than how not empty 
It was at the time oh, the right. Malmo fans threw right, it. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, but then Union fans throw in one of those like firecracker things. Smoke bomb type deal. Yeah, it's a real shame because Union is out for a while now has been kind of like a model fan base. Really progressive, really really welcoming and good. They have a slight history with a little... Everybody has their shit. Yeah, they have a slight history with a little bit of overpassionate fans sometimes yeah. everybody so every it. club has their shit yeah um, nobody got hurt though and that's no. what's most important it was still a bad move from them yeah. and i think they probably deserve definitely loss. deserve it monaco's going to be on this list every time they host yeah. a game the, nobody, nobody goes. goes to those games nobody they goes, don't care on thursday they truly don't care yeah. it's like, kind of sad it's a it's a much bigger team than the fan base even the potential fan base would warrant mm-hmm. so it's just it, it's always going to look bad because they have a stadium now no. and it's not just like it's not full. It's like literally nobody's there. It's crazy. Yeah, you can see individual people. It like if crazy. your friend went to the game, like to you would be able to game. pick them out. Yeah, it's yeah. really embarrassing. Molda, not that many people there. Wasn't like super empty. Yeah, they're probably they're probably least bad yeah. on this list. Sivaspor, I was shocked by, but yeah. part of the stadium is massive. Yeah, I didn't realize how big their stadium was until seeing it so empty today. But you'd think they'd maybe like having rarely playing in Europe, they might mm-hmm. show wonder, up a little bit how much of that is connected to just the pure terribleness that they have had all season. Like they've been or it's awful. Just a Thursday thing. I don't know. Yeah. It is also Thursday. It's a 27 and a half thousand uh, person stadium. Yeah. That's but that's, big it's big. Can. It's big yeah. for a team like Sivas four. Yeah. I get, I mean, yeah, but they're lower mid table team. Yeah, they're, they're not crazy. from a, they're, you know, it's ter- everyone's crazy. about soccer. Yeah. But it's also, it's not a huge area. Sivas, yeah. like it's, Let's see, we're getting the... derailed here. We are. Um, oh yeah, it's way over let's in, like, move on in the to middle our of Turkey. Next Sorry. section, which is most impressive performance before David starts his own podcast about Turkish geography. <laughs> our nominees are Karabay, Balkani, Partizan Belgrade, Sivaspor, excuse me, Silkeborg, Sivaspor did not play well, and Red Star. Two Belgrade teams on the list today. Yeah, and not going to choose either of them, but. Very good performances Aww, from him. Shucks. Yeah. I thought they both played really, really well and looked very good. Quarabog as well, although mm-hmm. I'm starting to question whether Olympiakos, if beating them 3 yeah. nothing is even that impressive. Yeah. Balkani, in terms of, you know, the performance they put in and beating Sivaspor on the road, mm-hmm. super impressive, but I got to go with a 5 nothing. Yeah. Silkborg. Nice like, battery. that was one. It was good. I don't, you know, we could have kind of saw 5 nil coming from Villarreal, but from Silkborg, mm-hmm. very yeah. surprised Didn't and see thought coming. they looked great. Interesting. I'm what gonna pick Balkani. I don't, know. I don't blame uh, you for that. So let's. What about oh, worst, worst performance? performance. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you this one. Okay. So we have uh, Shamrock getting Shamrock. rocked again. Yeah. Shamrocked. Shamrocked. Got him. Uh, <laughs> Basel, mm-hmm. Zurich, mm-hmm. Stal Bucharest, and Olympiakos. So here's my reasoning here. Okay. Uh, Shamrock is out because they expected to lose three 0 every road performance. It's a little harsh on him. Yeah. Uh, Zurich, I expect to lose five one, five nothing at five one, whatever any weekend at this point. So I almost am not. I can't really be disappointed mm-hmm. by them anymore because I expect so little. Um, and you know, Olympiacos are kind of in the same category where even though they're playing an Azerbaijani team at home, I was I literally picked them to lose. Yeah. Which showed. I mean, I didn't think they'd lose three 0 but it shows my where my confidence is. Um, I think. Basel had a bad performance, but I think the answer here is Stal Bucharest. I think 
losing 5-0 on the road to kind of blow your chances of advancing for a team of their stature. Mm-hmm. Haven't they won the Champions League before? Yes. <laughs> they have. <laughs> I know it's unfair I know, to put that burden on them. Yeah, I know it's a very different soccer world than it is. Yeah, I just feel like it was, but... to a team like Silkeborg, who's not, like, as good, as solid as they are, like, you just, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a disgrace for them. Yeah, if they if they lost a close game, you're saying yeah. they're you're still disappointed. Yeah, right. That's the issue here. About is, the character. Yeah, I think with all these others, well, with Zurich and Olympiacos and Shamrock, yeah. you expected them to lose. Yeah, you did. Uh, I did. Olympiacos, <laughs> I don't I think did. most people did, but yeah. you're not shocked to see it. It's not no. like, and then Basel, they weren't awful. They were just not as good. Yeah, but Stal Bucharest got destroyed mm. in a game that they would be very disappointed to have lost. Yeah. They would have uh, gone in thinking they could get something from that game. Um, all right, let's now to our famous segment, the country that won the day. Our candidates are England, Spain, Kosovo, Serbia, and Liechtenstein. Yeah, so... Which I promise, listener, is a real country. Liechtenstein will be on this every, every single every week time. that Vaduz gets a point. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, they're our second bottom of the second tier. Yeah. Every week we'll reiterate that. Both England and Spain going 3-0. and mm-hmm. uh, Took care of business. Yeah, England, I think you expect them to go 3-0. and But Arsenal looked good. West Ham looked pretty good. United struggled, but still got the win on the road. And that's important. So when these top countries actually take care of business, mm-hmm. I think so they deserve that, some credit. Yeah, you especially know, of note, considering we've had certain other top countries not Italy, Germany, France. Yeah. <laughs> most notably. Uh, Spain also taking care of business. And that one I think is a little Much more impressive, impressive yeah. because of the, the win. beat down. Batista's huge result at Roma. And probably another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably another one. Um, and then you also had Serbia went 2-0. Yeah. And I, I think they're my choice here. That's impressive, yeah. You know, I think I didn't expect Partizan to take out Colm. And mm-hmm. I thought... I think result. I had Red Star winning their game, yeah, we but not by not by the scoreline yeah. that they did. They that was big, so it, impressive. It, you know, it keeps them in the in the hunt. Yeah. Um, we should give a shout out to Kosovo though. First ever group stage win, which I'm um, obviously it's the first time ever there's yeah. a Kosovo team in the group stage, and but it's their first win of the year. Every milestone deserves the credit. It does, and so big shout out to them. The growth of the football in the recognize UN recognized country of Kosovo. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, finally, sorry, Albanian listeners. Finally, which country lost the day? We have Greece, we have Ukraine, we have Switzerland, we have the Czech Republic slash Czech IA, mm-hmm. and we have an honorable mention of Cyprus. Yeah, so Cyprus lost all their games, but I thought looked pretty good in doing so. Yeah, they if almost got it. Like, Apollon almost got a point in Alkmaar. Mm-hmm. Um, Ammonia fought to the end against United, um, and probably another one. <laughs> yeah, the Lenarca were. Lenarca. They, they lost two nothing to Fenerbahce and yeah. were deserved to deserve to lose. But that's it's a tough. Terrible. That's a yeah. tough road fixture for yeah. them. I feel like you can't blame them too much for that. They're already overperforming. Yeah. Um, at the level. Uh, Ukraine lost both their games, I believe. And... Yeah. Also hard to really judge them. For yeah, that's another one where it's like. Right now. It's just tough to say that they were particularly bad. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Had a little hiccup there. And well, Greece... Deeper didn't lose. They died. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Greece did not have a good day. No. Because um, every time every time they're one, the nation's one hope of Olympiakos steps on the pitch right now, it's a It's, it's a, a disaster. And at this point, it looks more likely than not that they'll be going out of European football yeah. at all. 
which would be Greece's worst European performance in a long, long time. time. Yeah. Uh, but I think Czechia had a really, really poor performance. Mm-hmm. I thought you know, you were going to go with Switzerland, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the Swiss were bad, but... Yeah, Basel and... Yeah. Basel and, uh, and Zurich. Yeah, it's, it's worth a shout, but I, th- I think I'm going to go with the Czech Republic All on this right. one. I thought they were slightly worse. Love I mean, it. you going to go with uh, Switzerland then? I would go with Switzerland because, like, I can't really blame Slovakia for losing 1-0 at home. Yeah. Uh, both of Switzerland's losses. I mean, obviously you expect Zurich to lose, but they were at home. <laughs> so that's an ugly one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we before we wrap it up today? Yeah, um, I was looking at the coefficient new updated tables that just came out. Just mm-hmm. dropped. Just dropped. It's a it's hot off the press. It, they just dropped. Pew, Greece. Pew. We were just talking about them. Their coefficients for this year, one point six two five. I don't know what that means. Well, for but they, I see Slovenia, below they're and Croatia. they're behind Slovenia's this year and on wow. par with Lithuania. Wow. Yeah, for a country that oh, is twentieth. Wow. And should be doing Russia doesn't a have lot better. any European football and is still ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also of note, Liechtenstein, mm-hmm. third highest country Ooh. coefficient this year. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. So they're only behind England and Germany. Uh, or sorry, England and Spain. They're ahead of Germany, Italy, France, the Netherlands. So that's kind of pretty crazy. impressive. How is that even possible? Well, because it's only, it's only divided by <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, okay. I <laughs> so see, yeah, yeah. All those countries are divided by yeah, six yeah. or oh, seven. See, see, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, so that's just, you know, something to keep note is, can Liechtenstein get to two teams? Okay. And if so, what happens? Yeah, who, who, where, how do they <laughs> Like, possibly? do they, can they get two teams? Do they give it to the cup runner up? Or does or, or UEFA step in and say, the, the, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you have to at least be in the first tier of the French. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like highest. You have to have a league if you're going to get two teams. Maybe they give it to the next highest position in the table. Which would be in like the fifth tier. Yeah. (laughs) It's an amateur team, I'm pretty sure. That would be great stuff. I'm pretty sure the next one's amateur too. Oh, that would be great stuff. Yeah. Um, Uh, Anyway, Vamos Vaduz. We should get t-shirts that say Vamos Vaduz. Vamos Vaduz. I'm going in for that. That could be... We should make those and sell them. We got merch. Guys, we got merch coming up for you. Keep listening. And until next time... Cheers to the gaffer. Cheers.